episode 76 with Lisa Nagel. Lisa is a card reader, psychic and intuitive counsellor. She supports and holds space for brave humans as they journey deeper into their soul and unravel and reclaim their wild and sensitive souls. Lisa, hello. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. You are so welcome. We've got lots to chat about, so let's dive right in. And I have to say, I'm super intrigued. What exactly is non-dogmatic healing? Um, Non-dogmatic healing is really all about finding your unique path and not feeling like you have to do any technique, any tool, just the way it's taught. You can always adjust it to yourself and your needs. I think that is so important. We often forget that healing, we can do our own thing with it. We can do what feels best for ourselves, best for our system, and like just overall our life and what fits in with that. Definitely. I love that. So it's kind of finding what fits for you. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I love that. And I think, I think we don't hear that enough. Exactly. I think there's so much of like, well, I teach this technique and this is exactly how you have to do it. But I think like so many times in our lives, you know, we just have different circumstances or something's going on and we can't do it just as it's taught. And then we have like a lot of shame around it or we beat ourselves up. And I think just like taking that, like giving ourselves freedom and permission just do it however it's working for us right now. I think that's so important and really important for just healing and like being really kind to ourselves and compassionate. Absolutely. So how can we kind of start to detach from that shame and just embrace our own, our own path? So I think it's a lot to do with, I was always very, I'm a recovering perfectionist. So <laughs> I think like a lot of people are. Yes. And, I just think that was like, for me, there was so much pressure around doing everything perfectly mm. and actually killed what the method or the technique was actually supposed to do. So like, for example, loving kindness meditations, I was still so hard on myself of doing it, but doing it right. that I wasn't being really kind to myself. So I think really then I was really like, I just got to kind of throw some of the things out the window and do it my way so I can release some of that control and like wanting to do it perfectly because I'm not healing for anybody else. I'm healing for myself. Very and true. Really, you know, take whatever you have, whatever technology or whatever method you, you know, you want to use, take it and really feel into how it can best serve you. I think that can be really difficult to do because I feel like there's so much, or so many different healing modalities that's like, it's yeah. like a buffet, but where do you even start? <laughs> That's so true. I think it's, for me, it's always like the starting point. It's always what feels the easiest to do and what do I feel most curious about? And to just go from there and see where it takes you. So kind of follow your intuition a little bit. Yeah, yeah, follow your intuition. Or just like if you're like, hmm, I've heard about this thing, like crystal healing, what could it do for me? And then just see, would I want to try this out? What crystals do I think are pretty? Will these work? How do these feel for me? And just to, you know, like really gently, really with a lot of compassion, explore how that could look for you or how it feels for you. And releasing the pressure that it has to look a certain way. Exactly, exactly, yes. I think that is like, we have often have this image of like, oh, spirituality or healing, 
looks like this. You know, there's like people in pretty clothes and then they do this. And then there's like the prettiest crystal and like all these things. And sometimes it just doesn't look like that. You know, sometimes, at least for me, the most powerful crystals are the ones that I feel like really help me. I don't find particularly pretty or beautiful. They're still you know, very unique, but I'm not like, wow, it's so pretty. So I think just like detaching from that a bit, like you said, is really, really good and like really important to do. Well, I think it's a really good reminder as well that it's not about how it looks, it's about how it feels. Yes, yes. Because it might be the prettiest crystal, yeah. but it could be hugely powerful. Exactly, yes. Mm. How do you kind of manage being on that kind of path and finding our way in kind of the spiritual woo-woo world where everybody's well not everybody has a gross overgeneralization but a lot of us <laughs> are very sensitive and kind of empathic and there's a lot going on and we're trying not to absorb things so we can kind of I think find it hard maybe to listen to our intuition yes yeah ah oh, this is so good because I've recently really realized about sensitivity there's so much where we feel like we need to protect ourselves from or we get overwhelmed or something. And I've really realized like this image, if I am trying to protect myself, I kind of have to energetically bounce something away from me or bounce something off me and to maybe try out being open and letting it flow through me and to just be like, okay, I'm overwhelmed right now. That's okay. I'm going to let this emotion come through me, flow through me. Instead of feeling like I got to bounce this off, this overwhelm or this stress or whatever you're feeling. I think that's really, you know, a new take to just be like, if I just let it flow through me and don't try to push it away or fix it or fix myself as I'm experiencing this emotion or this sensitivity to something, maybe it is easier to flow through it. Maybe it will not take up as much energy. I can see the logic of that. And at the same time, I think that can be quite scary. Oh, totally. Yes. But I think there's like in this like fear in this like moment of, oh my God, because it is a lot to handle. And like, especially if there's like big crowds, at least for me, that's always like very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. I always feel like, can I stay true to myself? Can I stay centered? And I was really trying this out. And what I realized is that when I'm open, it is scary but it also gives me faith in myself, in my steadfastness, in my centeredness. Because the second I focused on trying to kind of, yeah, bounce back the energies, or like imagine I have this, you know, like kind of light around me that's protecting me, I kind of felt it was a lot of effort. And, but realizing and falling back on knowing or experiencing, actually like for the first time a couple of months ago, I really realized that I am stronger than I think when I really just am open and I'm allowing myself to flow with the world. So how do you manage that balance between being open mm -hmm. and then not being overwhelmed? I think this is like really, it also depends on the day. I think it depends really on the mood. It depends on how you're feeling, how you're doing overall. Okay. And then to feel like on days, for example, when you feel like really good about yourself, you feel like, yes, that's me. I'm feeling good. I feel like I can take on the world are like, I'm doing okay, I can, I can manage this. To just like slowly try the openness and not like feel like you have to push it all the way. There it is again, like the non-dogmatic approach to this to really be like, I don't have to do this perfectly. I can just try this out. If it doesn't work for me today, 
maybe it'll work in a week or maybe it won't and that's like totally okay and to maybe try it out again later and I think the balance about it is all um, really about what can I handle today checking in with yourself and feeling what is needed for you today what feels comfortable and what feels safe I think that's really big to remember so self-trust is key yes self-trust is key and just being curious about how you're feeling today and to have like this thing of like, I'm feeling overwhelmed today already. All right. Not going to try this new thing when I'm trying to be open. That feels like way too much. So that's okay. And maybe try it tomorrow. So just, yeah, self-trust and non-judgment about where you're at. Okay. So if we want to kind of play with being more open, mm-hmm. how do we do that? So I, I always imagine, like for me, it's always really it's really helpful to visualize something. Mm-hmm. So I used to, you know, like really visualize putting myself in this like bubble of light when I went outside or like in big crowds. And when I knew that something was like really, you know, going to trigger a lot of my sensitivity. And now I just imagine really being so open that nothing can get stuck inside of me. So almost like seeing myself in like this translucent, yeah, light and just feeling like everything can just flow through me and it will just come out the other side kind of like, if like a wind would blow through my hair, just, you know, just going to like ruffle my hair and then I'm fine. So kind of like that, kind of having like that visual for me that really works. And then also I think like the openness, I think that it also has a lot to do with like feeling safe mm-hmm. and learning to feel safe within ourselves and knowing, discerning when we are safe to do something or to be open. So I always think it's really important to start small so like if it feels safe to be open inside inside your apartment inside your room with your friends or maybe just by yourself just really try like visualizing how you are letting everything move through you like the wind is blowing through your hair just having like this moment of okay i'm just going to visualize this and just think like how everybody's like saying the word saying something just gonna let it flow through me if that makes sense. It does. <laughs> yeah. It does. I think it's, and that vision does really help. So it's kind of like, yeah, it just flows through you. So nothing gets stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And when I like first heard this or like first really realized this, I was talking to a friend about it and all of a sudden we both like got to this thing of, wow, if we could just be open and let it flow through us, nothing would get stuck. That was kind of like this big aha moment because it was just really like, so it's so simple in a way. And at the same time, it is, like you said, really scary, like uncomfortable because we're not used to this way of thinking when we're sensitive, we're like all about protecting ourselves or feeling, you know, really like we need to, yeah, protect ourselves really. Yeah. And down the hatches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think part of that is cultural because oh, I yes. think, you know, a lot of us have heard, you know, you're too sensitive, you're too emotional. Oh, yeah. you, you feel too much growing up. And I think look, when the protection are closing down, it is, it's our first line of defense. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And I think it's like, I think especially what you mentioned with like in our society and our culture, we're often taught like you're feeling too much, you're too much, don't express so much, just be quiet if you see something or if you feel something, like this is not the place where we do this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I think that has like a lot of like, can sometimes feel really, really heavy to carry all of that around with you. For sure. I think there's like also in the sensitivity or like acknowledging our sensitivity, there's like a lot of reclamation that we have to do, like reclaiming 
all those parts of ourselves that were really hurt when somebody said something like you're too much. Like we have to go back to that part of ourselves. So maybe that is when we were four or five or 13. We really have to like get that part of ourselves back and be like, we're an adult now. Like we've got you, we've got you covered. We've got you protected. You're safe. So like really reclaiming that in like this really sweet and kind way I think helps to honor the sensitivity and not overwhelm the sensitivity within us, but to really be like, you're welcome here. You're valid. I've got you and you are a part of me. I love you. Do you mean in the sense of doing like inner child work? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But also like, you know, when you're adults and somebody says something really mean to you about your, you being too sensitive, I think even then we can kind of have like the same, you know, approach to it, like in our child work, like talking to that part of ourselves. And even if it was like a week ago, we still have grown since then. And we can always, you know, rely on that growth or on that, like, yeah, on our, on our soul evolving and growing into being more comfortable with, with being sensitive or more comfortable with being who we are. Yeah, I think there is a lot of shame around being sensitive. Yeah, yeah. Culturally. How can we kind of transmute that and so it's not something that causes shame, but it's something to be celebrated? Mm -hmm. So I think like the thing about shame is always, you know, like Bernie Brown says, when you feel shame, you think I am bad. So my sensitivity is makes me bad. So I am bad. And so I think a lot about, you know, reclaiming our sensitivities about being like, I am sensitive and really sharing that part with, of ourselves with people that we know who are safe. So, you know, maybe it is friends, maybe it is family, maybe it is one person that you know that feels safe enough to be like, actually, I'm feeling all of the things all of the time. And it's kind of really scary. I don't know what to do with all of the feelings. I don't know how to recover from when I'm having all the feelings. And I don't know really how to go from here, but I just needed to share this with somebody who I knew was going to respect that and accept me still. I think too, yeah, you know, that is kind of how we can reclaim, you know, sensitivity as something that is not bad or that we can like, you know, slowly peel away all the layers of sensitivity that, that we think are bad or that we have conditioned or that we were conditioned to believe are bad. Mm -hmm. Share softly, gently, it really in ways that feel safe. I think safety is so important when it comes to, you know, like reclaiming sensitivity or, you know, getting rid or soothing shame to just really make sure you are in a safe space with safe people who will not trigger the same wound over and over again. That makes sense. So let's, let's flip it. So we know that sensitivity can feel shameful. Yes. Let's talk about the, the superpowers of sensitivity. Yeah. What are the gifts? Oh, I love this so much because I think there is so much about, you know, sensitivity makes us, you know, too sensitive to, you know, do anything big or to, you know, go to places or have the conversations that are hard or like all these things. And I think what we so often forget is that when we're really sensitive, we also get to share in all the joyous moments. So when somebody is really joyful or really in love, how we with our really deep sensitivity can feel that too. And so we don't just get the, you know, like somebody's super sad and we feel sad. 
somebody's angry and we feel really angry. But there's like a lot of, you know, the, all the beautiful emotions or the emotions that lift us up. We can also really, you know, triple or double depending on how many people we're with. And I think that is something really, really important to remember that we also have the gift of experiencing like this extraordinary amount of joy, this extraordinary amount of love and, you know, really leaning into, you know, the possibilities and giving ourselves permission to feel those feelings as well. Okay. I love that. So it's kind of like, I completely forgot the, what the word is, but I see it as kind of like an, was it an amplifier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it's a different way of looking at it. But I like yeah. It. <laughs> 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 we'll just give, but that's what we need. We need to look, look at things in different ways to kind of exactly. open our mind as to what is possible. Yeah. Yeah. Shifting our perception and perspective of things. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. There's also the gifts, like, you know, the other side of the coin. It's like, ta-da, like, there we are with all the love and all the joy. And, yeah, I think that's so important to remember. Yeah. Definitely, because I was just thinking about, you know, we, we can think that being too sensitive is a bad thing because we feel all the feels. Yeah. We forget in that, but we feel all the good feels as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, with the whole thing of being open and, you know, not trying to protect ourselves so much in, like, this really rigid way, Mm -hmm. I think it's like a lot of the time when we, you know, protect ourselves, it's really hard to kind of filter out what we let in because that's also mm -hmm. like really energetically, it's a lot of work to be like, not letting in the sadness over here, but oh, there's a the laughter. So I'm going to let in that, that like joy or that fun. But that I feel is very hard to navigate sometimes. So just like having that visualization again, that visual of being open to the joy, to all the sadness and whatever else is showing up can help us, you know, access that more easily, the joy, the laughter, the love. Yeah. Yeah, so it sounds more like going with the rhythm and the flow of yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Which sounds so much easier. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> so much easier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's just go with the rhythm rather than having all the shields. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, so, so good. Yeah. Talk to me about how we can use our sensitivity to super, supercharge manifestation. Ah, oh, okay, great. Love this. So I think a lot of like the time it's like manifestation happens in your head. You're supposed to feel it to like really amplify it. But most of the time we like have this picture in our head and we like hold it there, we hold the vision. But I feel for me that was never felt really you know, I could touch it, like it could actually be there. So what I started doing is to really think about, you know, how my sensitivity, how I can access all the emotions so easily, how I can use that to really supercharge my manifestation. So for example, if I wanted, I don't know, a dog, for example, I would supercharge it with that like feeling that I know so well from like feeling so much, all the love, all the joy, all like the giggles. And to really see like this image in my mind of a dog and then like feeling all those feelings in my body, like feeling that giggle in my belly, that, you know, that love overflowing in my heart and like just the joy in my body of having this dog or, you know, whatever you want. And I just think that is like such a sweet spot that we have is when we're really sensitive that we can really use that, our experience 
are feeling all of those feelings to really hone in and honor our manifestations on like this whole new level. How can we discern the different types of feelings? Because I can see that in terms of the dog and its love and its joy and its yeah. giggles, which all feel amazing. <laughs> and I think, I think sometimes when we feel so much, mm -hmm. it kind of be hard to kind of pinpoint those feelings. Yeah. To yeah. draw them out. Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. Oh, I even think like discerning our feelings. I think there's a lot of feeling safe enough to know what we're feeling and feeling safe enough to allow ourselves to acknowledge what we're feeling. So I think like as we move through life and we're being told sensitivity, eh, not really welcome here. I think we have, because we're so overwhelmed with all of the feelings we're feeling, they just kind of become like this jumble of feelings. They're not really, oh, there's the anger, there's the sadness, there's the fear. But it's more like all everything's kind of together and it's all just too much. And I think to find like safe spaces in which we can begin to yeah, really discern and be like, is this really anger or is this really sadness? Do I feel like more like crying or do I actually just have to, you know, hit a pillow and I will feel better? So to really, you know, like, feel into what also really about your body, what your body needs or how your, how it feels in your body, this feeling and discerning from there. Okay. So I have another question about that. Yes. <laughs> what do we do if we don't feel the feelings in our body? I mean, obviously we do on some level we do, but yeah. we kind of shut that response down. Yeah. So my favorite thing for that is like, if you just feel like, oh my God, everything's just mumbled up. I cannot feel it. I don't know what's going on. I just kind of feel stuck in my emotions and like nothing's moving. Mm -hmm. What I always do is like shake out your body. So like in nature, when something like a traumatic event happens, for example, um, something is chased by a lion and after the lion chases over and they're alive, they just shake it out. And so they just immediately remove any stuck emotion, any stuck trauma, any stuck like energy. And I think as like humans, we so often forget how much we're like disconnected from our bodies as we move through life, as we're being hunted by society or culture or whatever's going on in our lives, that we forget that our body is still like soaking it up. And especially when we can't feel or discern or like even know what we're feeling, I think to just like give yourself like three minutes of shaking your whole body out. So putting on a great song, and just really shaking out your right leg, your left leg, your hips, your belly, your chest, your breasts, your arms. Just, just like let it all kind of flow out. And then to just like sit with yourself and to see what shows up. And if nothing shows up, totally okay too. I just think it's about, you know, slowly getting there, slowly starting to feel our feelings, allowing ourselves to feel our feelings. So being patient, being gentle. Yes. Yeah. kind of having that playful exploration exactly and curiosity like what mm -hmm. am i feeling now i don't know what i'm feeling hmm, that's interesting why don't i know what i'm feeling is it maybe because i'm just you know so busy all the time or maybe because i'm on my phone or i'm numbing out with this you know just being like curious and without like judgment but more like with a with a mind of like you know a researcher being like oh this is something i do okay wait i can either change it or i can keep going like this to just really be open to whatever shows up and to, yes, like you said, being really, really gentle and patient and 
allowing ourselves to be where we are on our journey and to not feel like we have to be, oh, I should have been there like yesterday. To just be like, okay, I'm not feeling it today. Maybe I'll feel it tomorrow. Maybe this will work tomorrow. And to just, you know, stay kind of, stay patient, but also stay really faithful in your path. And I guess then really stay in your path rather than comparing yourself yes. to somebody else. Yeah. Because that can happen a lot as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I think like the comparison is because we don't think that we're doing it right or that we are right or we're okay the way we are. And I think there's so much around that that can you know, really make everything harder. And I, I remember so many moments in my life when I was comparing myself and I knew it was making everything harder, but I just couldn't help it. Yeah. And to then be like, that's okay too. I don't have to do this perfectly. This is life. You know, I've got a million opportunities to do this a different way or try again. And to, yeah, just remember that like the universe, spirit, God, goddess has like infinite empathy for us and our experiences. We are not, you know, judged by anything but ourselves most of the time. You know, so to really be like, it's okay to be where I am and to also kind of, sometimes it helps to disconnect from me or circumstances because a lot of times what I've realized is that a lot of people who come to me are like, oh, man, this isn't going right. And this isn't going right. And this will, this, because this and this is happening, I am, <laughs> or because this isn't happening, I am, or I failed. And to somehow, you know, sometimes it's really important to disconnect from that and be like, I am not my circumstances because truly, deeply, we are not our circumstances. So, you know, like people say, I have a big car, so I am fantastic. Maybe that's not true, you know? Maybe not having a car will make you feel fantastic, make you be fantastic, you know, whatever that might be for you. But I think it's really important to remember we are not our circumstances. We are living in our circumstances, but that is not who we truly, deeply on soul level are. I think that's so key and I think it's something we need to do more of is to disconnect. Yes. Circumstances. I think they've become so enmeshed in our identity that yeah. it can be really hard for people. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. And I see it all the time with people in their jobs mm -hmm. and they hate their job but it's so much part of their identity. Yes, exactly. And I think there's like, in our culture today, I think there's so much about what you do is who you are like especially job was i think that is so oh, can sometimes feel so discouraging and like frustrating just like nothing's ever going to change and you will always remain the stuck and to just in those moments it's so hard to remember that things are going to change or that everything's temporary but to just maybe like you know have like a reminder on your phone or a post-it that really tells you this is temporary everything will be okay you know to have, to have like this constant reminder and to remember this like really deeply be like yes that's true everything is temporary yesterday is gone tomorrow isn't here yet this is the moment oops passed already so you know to really remember how fleeting everything is and how much we are not our circumstances yeah i think the key thing is that to really be in the now yeah yes just always be in the now because it's always now Oh yeah, and now it's gone already, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that now is I've got you now. Exactly. Yes, yeah. I love that kind of reframe though, because it's like there are infinite possibilities. 
Yes. Yes. Infinite, infinite do-overs. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that can also feel like really daunting if you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. But just even then have like patience with yourself and feel like that's okay too if I don't know right now. Maybe I'll know in the next moment, you know? Just stay open to yeah, like you said, the infinite possibilities. I think that's really beautifully put. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. So now we kind of started a conversation talking about non-dogmatic healing. Yes. But is there any kind of healing modalities that sensitives could maybe experience as a starting point? Ah, hmm. oh, that's a really good question. A year ago, I would have said, you know, try some protective techniques. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now I really think it's all about... Um, really following your heart or your gut or just whatever is feeling curious to you or whatever you feel like this would be interesting to try or I've heard about this but I don't really don't know what it is and kind of feels like hmm, don't really want to talk to anybody about it because it feels so new and kind of vulnerable but I'm just gonna like read a book about it or something like that to really allow your sensitivity to lead the way so I think that is really the biggest thing the biggest like healing modality that I would you know recommend to begin really placing hand on your heart maybe and feeling like what is my heart really longing for right now what does it need right now just go from there and to feel yeah kind of uninhibited in what to do next or what's what the path is supposed to look like or to just allow yourself to flow with it more instead of feeling like i need to have figure have, have a plan for this healing i need to have a plan figured out and you know, sometimes if you feel like, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. I really don't know where to start. But I really know I, I want to like kind of unearth the sensitivity or the healing. And I really know I need to, I want to heal this one thing. Sometimes the easiest thing, the, the most flowy thing would be to find somebody to, you know, help you there or support you there. And, you know, to just like feel how that would feel if you could have support on that to help you, you know, kind of, also like be kind of like a, a witness to the journey or a witness to the reclamation of your sensitivity or your healing. That's almost surrendered to your inner knowing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think like, especially if you feel like you cannot access that, mm -hmm. do not have any shame around seeking support with that. So maybe even it, maybe it's even, you know, like asking a friend if you're like, I really cannot see what this is supposed to be or like what I'm supposed to do here. Like I've tried feeling this out. And I don't get anything I've done. I've shaken. I like, I shook my body. I've said with myself, I just can't see it. Do you have like any hints or do you have any feelings about this? You know, or going to somebody, you know, who's a car reader, who's a life coach or somebody you just feel like they have some like nice energies. I'm just going to ask them. But that is, there's like no shame in that at all. And I feel that we all can use more, more support. We really need more community, more, yeah, not, not handholding in like a way of you can't do it by yourself, but more handholding in the thing, in the, like the way of I'm here with you. You've got this. I'm just here if you need me. You can grab my hand. Kind of more like that. Yeah, it's that you're not alone. You're, exactly. you're not alone energy. Exactly. And I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think 
they're asking for support, you know, whether it's from a coach or from a friend, it's a really brave thing to do. A hundred percent. So brave. Because I think there's like so much, because we feel so much if we're sensitive, there's like this thing, I should just like be able to figure this out all myself. Mm -hmm. I can feel all the things. Why am I having a blind spot here? And then there's like all the shame or like the judgment of yourself. And to then just break out of that and really do the opposite of what usually is a default response if you're very sensitive, the whole beating yourself up or feeling like you need to figure it all out on your own. So then just do the opposite and be like, I'm just going to ask somebody for help. And does that not, and that's not made me desperate or weak or stupid. It just makes me, you know, really, you know, I'm in a place. It makes me vulnerable, but it also makes me really strong because I know my needs and I'm going after them by asking for support. And it opens you up to a new, a new way. Any possibility? Yeah, yeah, yes. And I think sometimes that new possibility is also scary. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> mm. and, and I think with like the, like, you know, the possibilities are like even just like, no, oh my God, there's kind of infinite possibilities. That, that feels so scary. I said, it's, I think because a lot of us, we have just lost touch with how strong we are, how resilient we are, how, you know, we were built for this, we were made for this life and to live our lives in this really magical way. And I think we just forget. And sometimes we just need a reminder from a friend or just from the universe with like a beautiful sign of, you know, maybe a bird flying. You're like, well, this bird feels really on point right now or whatever it is, you know, to just... Okay. Remember how we are so good just the way we are. How we're right where we're supposed to be. How everything is going kind of according to the greater scheme of our lives. So beautiful. Lisa, I could talk about this with you all day. There's just <laughs> so much goodness packed in there. <laughs> Honestly, I could. But yes. I'm going to bring us to a close because there's so much we could explore. We could be talking literally for hours and days and weeks yes. probably. <laughs> But now everyone's kind of got to know you and kind of got to know about how to explore their sensitivity. How can they stay in touch with you? So people can stay in touch with me through my website. It's wildsensitivesouls.com. Or I'm also really a lot on Instagram because that's just my favorite place to hang out. It's also pretty and I love all the people. And I feel like there's a really sweet community that you can build on Instagram. And you can find me there um, at wildsensitivesouls. And... I have some free resources um, that you can also find on wildsensitivesouls.com to just, you know, help you begin the journey with feeling like really gently supported and like guided and feeling really, yeah, like honoring of your own inner truth. Wonderful. And I'll have all those links in the show notes as well. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you again so much. Thank you so much, Amy. so great to hang out with you today if you love the show please leave a review on itunes as it really helps get this message into more ears this is amy biondini leave your truth be yourself